Do you think that people, if people knew you solely from listening to this podcast, do you, <laughs> I feel sorry for them. Do you think they would have an intrinsic understanding that you are a boss dog of making cheesecakes? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think Because it's probably not come up, but it's no. worth mentioning <laughs> that in my, my mind, a big part of your personal brand <laughs> is your ability is, is to just sling out an amazing cheesecake. I'll wear that. Which I should say made a delicious breakfast dessert today. Oh, wicked. <laughs> There's nothing better than cheesecake for breakfast. I know, man. I'm calling it. Well, I've made three cheesecakes in the last eight days, I think. Bam. Because I took one to Christmas Eve. Uh, I took one into the office before we finished work, and I brought the one last night. You're a cheesecake fiend. I'm, I'm pretty much running my own cheesecake factory here. The Cheesecakeinator. Finally, today, I was just telling you off air, watch Love Actually, yeah. which is now my favourite Christmas movie ever. Oh, really? It was so good, man. Yeah, but it can't be so your many favourite feels. Christmas. No. I mean, except Die Hard, obviously. Yeah, Die Hard, Bad Santa, and yeah, that, yeah, that's good. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. The sled scene in that is the funniest scene in any movie ever made, hands down. Um, agree. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like I can even answer that. No. Look, maybe it's because I'm. There's no bit, answer other than yes. I agree yeah, with you. I agree, JT, movie guy. It's good that you said my name so that Ian will be able to tell. I'm supposed to be speaking in a squeaky voice. Oh, oh hi, yeah. Ian. And you're supposed to finish everything with, so decrease Stefan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because that's what I always do that off air. Uh, I went to Woolies. Yeah. And there was a guy, the guy who served me at the counter mm. who had me circa 1994 hair. Which like, is incredible. The one at Barclay Square. Yeah. Which, by the way, schnitz is open. Let's hit that. All right, we'll do that. Yeah, so this guy with this incredible chestnut ponytail. I go through, he scans my stuff, yep. and uh, as he finishes, he just looks at me and goes, you look like you're either a musician or a gamer. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And I said, pardon? Because I wasn't really paying attention. You're like you, Mr. Incredible Chestnut Ponytail. Yeah. Uh, exceptionally perceptive. Hey, me from the past, what's up? <laughs> And I was like, pardon? He's like, oh, sorry. I'm like, oh, no, did you say gamer or musician? He's like, yeah, yeah. And he was getting really awkward because I think he thought that he'd made a bad call. And I was like, no, dude, don't worry about it. Super gamer. Like all the games, <laughs> all the games in the world. He sort of breathed out, but then the transaction was at an, at an end. Yeah. And there was a, a human being in the line behind me who obviously wanted to buy groceries because it prevented me from going, are you playing a game somewhere now? <laughs> <laughs> I have, uh, and this sounds a little creepy, Creepier than it is, but I get the I go to uh, the Woolies just down on Albert Street. Yep, and I try to go there specifically. There's this guy that works at the checkouts there who is one of the just the most crazy sort of characters that I've ever come across working at checkout. The first time I ever went there and and he served me, he was so friendly, and I mean not put on sort of friendly, but just so naturally friendly and interested in. Well, what did you do today? So suspicious. Yeah, it was a bit bizarre. But so I got to talking to him and, and I went back a few times and he was there and I'd sort of go through the checkout because it just gives you, you know, a good feeling yeah. at the supermarket when someone's actually, oh, have you had a good day? What did you actually do today? It's pretty rare. How was work? And so he started talking to me about how he collects crystals. And <laughs> I went through, he's a really interesting yeah. guy. And he's They're only, minerals, Marie. He's <laughs> and he's only, he's only quite a young guy. He said something to me about being on holidays from school and I said, oh, what are you studying? And he said, high school. And I went... <laughs> Oh, he's got a bit of he's got a bit yeah, of maturity about it. Doing him. a degree on high school, <laughs> but uh, I went in one day and had a bit of a chat to this guy, and I said, "Oh, have you collected any any cool crystals lately?" Because he'd been telling me about the crystals the last time. Yeah, and he says, "Yeah, there's this line of people behind me with shopping trolleys stacked 
full of groceries. <laughs> this dude reaches into his top pocket while he's scanning my items and puts all these crystals in my hands. He's just carrying them. Keeps scanning. Yeah, he carries them because they give off energy, he tells oh, me. Oh, he's just got them in the pocket and the closest to the heart yeah. chakra or whatever. Yeah, pretty much. So he's scanning my groceries right. going, yeah, that pink one's a blah, 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 and that's a no, 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 no. Oh, okay, cool. And so I gave him the crystals back and all the other people in the line are kind of looking at us like we're doing some sort of weird drug deal yep. or something. Thanks for that enormous meth. <laughs> do 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 So I went back another time and he said, oh, I've been watching a few documentaries lately. Well, oh, yeah, any, anything worth watching? Because I'm always on the lookout for something good to fit yep. into the roster. He starts telling me about how he's right into conspiracy theories and mm. that sort of thing. He's been watching all this stuff about how 9-11 was rigged. and Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. It was, he's just a really kind of... Cool guy. I, I had a chat to him another time, and he. I said, "Oh, how's your how's your week?" And he goes, "Yeah, I had to work on Saturday, which was a bit disappointing because there was a protest against genetically modified food that I wanted to go to." And I was like, <laughs> Is that, "That sort of thing you do regularly?" Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm all against the GM foods. Wow. Well, well, it's good to stand up for something, man. Um, it is. Shame about cool. your employer. Yeah, but I went in the other day. The reason I started telling this story uh, is I went in the other day and it was just after I finally, after three years of you being on my case about it, got around to watching Primer. Mm. And I went in and this guy served me and he said, oh, what have you been up to? And I said, I just watched this really strange movie about time travel. Yeah, because you said about your guy was you from the past and that's my little segue (laughs) into time travel. I like that I I told a story about going through a Woolworths checkout and the guy was a nerd. Yep. But you tell a story about going through Woolworths checkout and the guy was a nerd, but at the end you're like, but the reason I brought that up (laughs) is because of an offhand remark about time travel, not because of the hundred other ways that those stories are functionally identical. Yeah. (laughs) What's your point? We had this line of people behind us. And so we not only talked, I not only recommended Primer to him to watch, because I think he'd probably get a buzz out of it, out of my limited five minute a week interaction with this guy. Yeah. Uh, We also talked about how uh, the core theme of Twilight was essentially... If I was behind you in the line, I would be so mad. (laughs) Essentially a choice between bestiality and necrophilia. Oh. There was something else. I can't remember what it was now, but there's some other weird conversation we had. (laughs) Some of the other conversations got a bit weird. (laughs) (laughs) After those five alarm crackers. But he's a pretty cool guy. He sounds delightful. I'm going to switch woolies. Because I haven't seen my guy again. All right. I keep walking past there. Well, this guy, I, I did, last time I was there, I said, what days do you work? And he's like, uh, why? And so he probably thinks I'm this creepy, yeah. lecherous old <laughs> man that's come into... What have you got on under that coat? <laughs> Strange customer. <laughs> Just crystals, bro. Wow, good start, yeah. I reckon, to podcast. <laughs> We're smashing it this year. <laughs> 2014 is a go. So, Primer. Yeah, what's Did that you about? enjoy? <laughs> so I've been bugging you to watch Primer for years. And you've outed me on the internet as yep. being too slack to watch it. I'm a huge jerk. Which is why I had to reveal the nature of the roster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this whole podcast is just a stealth advertising medium for the JT roster system. <laughs> just send three easy payments of nine ninety nine. Yep. Uh, and you'll get a whiteboard <laughs> with some pens that says just watch stuff and write it down. So I've been bugging you to watch Primer because I bug everyone to watch Primer because it's one of my two favourite mega time travel movies that I watch every year. Is because... the other one Love Actually? No, it's not. <laughs> but now, triple spot. It's not really about time travel though. Apparently the same guy has done that new romantic comedy which is about time travel, which I have to watch now. Are you serious? Yeah, it's called uh, About Time. 
And it I'm, is not. You're taking the piss. No, I, I, it's, I saw it on a billboard and laughed at it and was like, about time. <laughs> Who's that in sh- it? That movie should be about time travel because it's about time. And right, you guys? See what I did? And everyone was like, you're a four-eyed idiot. That's like, what the well, movie's actually yeah, about. Yeah, it was actually well done, about you that. read the synopsis. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to overstate how much I'm still thinking about love, actually, and okay. how uh, big my heart feels right now oh, with God. the love of the universe and also Christmas. Wait till you read the review. The review that this person has written of it is phenomenally cynical and sarcastic and will completely destroy the movie for you. I don't, man, got to have more than a 12-hour turnaround. No. I've just watched it. <laughs> no. After years of people going, well, actually, you well, should now watch it, you'll be able to do a primer and go back in time and then tell yourself the plot of it or something so you can oh, convince your past self to watch it. already. Yeah. Anyway, so I watched Primer, blew my mind. Yep. It's a movie made for like $1.75 about these two guys who are trying to build like a something, some tech thing. You never actually find out what, do you? No. Oh, they're trying to make a way to cool something down, I think? I think so. They're basically yeah. just trying to make something they can patent so they can get money Yeah, to fund their Which own Which is a noble cause. Instead of working for that man. Uh, and they accidentally invent a time travel machiney thing. Yeah. Uh, but it's just Did really... Did we say spoilers? <laughs> Spoilers. Well, that's like the it's first applied, right? 20 minutes or whatever. Yeah. It's a movie about two guys that accidentally discover time travel. It's really naturalistic and they just speak as two scientists would speak to each other and you're sort of left on to your own devices as to whether you can keep up or not. Uh, it's th- also not slick at all. Like their time travel machine looks like a time travel machine that someone would make in their in the garage. Like, garage. Yeah. It's not like... Tony Stark made this in a thing and it still looks like a Hollywood blockbuster slick action suit. It's a box. Yeah, it's a box with some wires sticking out of it. <laughs> yeah. I think I li- that was one of the things I liked about it was that the technical sort of speak was not, it wasn't overly technical, but it wasn't dumbed down and they used a bunch of acronyms that I had to look up to find out what they meant afterwards. Yeah, me it was, too. It was quite well done. It, it lent that instant sense of realism right from the thing where it kicks off after the, the opening scene. You immersed in it. Because mm. the world is not dumbed down, so you sort of jump straight in. You go, oh, yeah, I believe these guys. They sound way smarter than I do, so they must be inventing time travel. That's, well, that's the thing. It's yeah. very different to like Channing Tatum with a laptop going, we've got to hack the mainframe to get through the coronal time matrix, blam. And you're like, I, I don't know anything about this, but I don't think that's the way it goes. Is that a scene from a movie? I hope so. Is Channing Tatum in About Time? <laughs> Well, it's about... No, never mind. I wish I could go back in time and end Channing Tatum. Is that hateful? (laughs) I mean, by definition it is. It's quite annoying. You want to stop the existence of a human being. Yeah, I would stop Michael Bay's existence first, but I I think we've been over that. Imagine if I built a time machine out of an air conditioner (laughs) that when I came out the other side transformed into a giant robot. That'd be pretty boss. It would be. And Michael Bay's biggest nightmare. (laughs) What you should do is build a time machine that transforms into some kind of slick army jet. Yes. And then just park it near Michael Bay and he'll inevitably start like just making out with it super hard at the expense of what the movie's supposed to be about <laughs> and then just blow it up or whatever or suck him back into dinosaur days and be like, your understanding of character belongs in the Cretaceous because it's so outdated Yeah, and then disappear. Yeah, that, that might actually be the plot of the fourth Transformers movie that's coming out. It could be. <laughs> Speaking of unwelcome jets, <laughs> have <Yeah>. I... <laughs> Have I ever told you my um, plan for if I was to win the lottery really big? Like if I won like $100 billion? No, tell me. I've sort of got off this plan. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay. I should say. I came yeah. up with it when I was uh, in high school and I felt a lot more miscellaneously downtrodden by humanity. Yeah. But so what I do, I win $100 million mm. and I send a thing to all my friends, which is like, hey, guys, pack a bag. And I take a jet and mm. I pick them all up and we go to New York yep. for the day. Yeah. And like... In the morning, everyone goes and I'm like, go and pick one thing anywhere in New York and I will buy it for you and then we will have an enormous party yep. and then I'll fly you home. I dig it. And it'll be amazing. And it would be like this beautiful experience that we all shared. And I'm, everyone I'm assuming like, I'm getting an invite to oh, this. Oh, totally, yeah. totally. Anyway. Uh, so we would do that. It would be a total life changer. Best mm. thing that ever happened. Everyone loves me, obviously. Of course. Uh, and then we just How like else could the story end? Disco dance all the way back to Australia. <laughs> Uh, having lived and loved as a team. Yep. And then the next week, all the people who think that I like them, but I actually don't like them because they're terrible people, mm-hmm. get the exact same invite yep. all the way up to where I say, go and pick one thing and I'll buy it for you. And they all leave. And then I just fuck off back <laughs> to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> you are a hate parade. <laughs> and I kept telling that story. I'm like, oh, I've got this amazing idea until I eventually told it at a dinner party and it was the last <laughs> thing I've ever told that particular group of people because they were like, nah, nah, you can't do that. That's not cool. I'm like, well, I'm not. In, I'm probably not ever going to do it. I'm not <laughs> serious. It was just a funny <laughs> thought. And they were like, nah, you're not welcome oh, again. That's not a bad idea. I'd still do the first one, I reckon. <laughs> and maybe just send a curt note to <laughs> the other two. <laughs> The less hateful part, and then hey, did I tell you I met? Speaking of Kurt Notes, this I might have a I might have a solution to your problem. Please tell me that you were talking to your friend Kurt Notes. <laughs> Kurt, if you're listening, we love you, yeah. um, Professor Notes. I was at a birthday party the other night for my friend Jess. Yeah. Uh, and she had a friend there who I was talking to, and I, you know, we're doing the inevitable kind of oh, you know, what do you do, that sort of thing. And she said, I work for Hallmark. Yeah. And I went, oh. Okay, I didn't even know Hallmark had offices in an, in Australia. I assumed they were just some sort of international company. Mm. And they ship the cards over here and whatever. Well, your uncle, but uh, she at this point she sort of gives me this look and goes, "So, uh, are you going to give me something that you think should be written on a card?" <laughs> Which I can only assume has been done to her about yeah. ten million times, like everyone else I've ever met ever. And I was in a bit of a a bit of a rough place at the time, and I made some comment along the lines of. No, because the frame of mind I'm in at the moment, um, my card would likely be hateful. I won't say exactly <laughs> what I said because I do remember what I told her I would put on it and it was yeah. pretty horrible. She then informed me that Hallmark have this uh, service where you can put in your own details and make a custom card. So, oh, really? perhaps instead of sending Kurt notes, you could send, send a custom card. You could send a Hallmark card that's, hey, you're a massive jerk face. Yeah. Just wanted you to know that I'm a man of means and you're a terrible person. Huzzah. Love, Stefan. Have and a nice life. It says love, Stefan, but I cross out love and write sincerely. Yeah. Just to really... That'll work. Just to put some ice in the wound. Yeah. It's not a phrase. Ice in the wound? <laughs> that would make Won't it that, better. That heal it. <laughs> Salt? Maybe frozen lemon juice. Vinegar? Yeah, and that as well. Yeah. Ooh, that stinks. See, you've got to stick with me. I'm helping you out. Yeah, here. exactly. She probably, whenever something remarkable happens around, people go, that's a hallmark moment, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'll ask her. I'm sure, our, I'm sure our paths will cross again. I'm Actually, I'm going to another birthday party that she'll be at in a couple of months. So, Yeah. You should totally have a custom card waiting for us. That is the one that you said before. Yeah, no, that's... And then never see her again. I'm beyond that now. 
I uh, <laughs> when I was at the payback, it's the same thing. Everyone is like, "You should write a story about it." No matter what, you're yeah. like, "Oh man, I just uh, saw a set of steps," <laughs> and they're like, "You should write a story about that." <laughs> and it's that's very rarely true. Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many papers you sell. If his front page was steps spotted in exactly. Broken Hill. Oh, that was a uh, slightly above average schnitzel. <laughs> like, better write a story about it yeah. before. It's an occupational hazard of doing, no, it is. doing writing. I like, should write about this. When I was the checkout guy at Big W, and you're like, is that on FPOS? They're like, yeah, put it on spendings. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever said that joke and not believed 100% that they've just made it up. Yeah. No one's ever said, like, said that apologetically. Or just said it. They think it's the most original joke they've ever made. Yeah. Yeah. And you're scanning, like you've scanned seven of their 400 items and they say like, I'll be putting this on spendings. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, you're busy. You're working to serve them, but you have to stop because they're like, huh? Huh? <laughs> like they're waiting They're on the edge of their seat They're like I can't Like this material should be slaying I should I do that understand. to my crystal guy Next time I'm at Woolies Getting the groceries So just put it on spendings I'll <laughs> 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 okay, hey my mate used to work at a supermarket He told me a great joke the other day <laughs> Exactly So I'll be like get, get out of here I can't pay your medical guy. bills <laughs> <laughs> New pictures of Guardians of the Galaxy Oh really? Came out today Happy New Year to me Shazam. Not so much you because you haven't seen them. No, exactly. Uh, but they've announced that Vin Diesel is going to be the voice of Groot. Good times. Which is cool because... That's, that's an easy payday. Vin Diesel's got a great voice and not so much a great anything else. That's and true. Let's face it, we're not going to be seeing too many more Fast and the Furious movies. <laughs> <laughs> too soon? Uh, yeah, that joke came in too fast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> isn't Groot the alien tree man who only says, I am Groot? Yes. That's an easy That's my understanding. job for an actor. Well, it's more dialogue than he had in Iron Giant. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's working up. Yeah, exactly. He's just got such an iconic voice, though. I think that'll work out. It'll be good. It'll work out quite well. Uh, like, it probably... You would earn your money if you had to put slightly different inflections on the phrase, <laughs> I am Groot, over and over again for a long weekend <laughs> in a sound studio. Yeah. I don't think I'd sign up for it. Does it look good, the pictures of the people? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Because they released that shot a while back that looked kind of like a police lineup. The Comic Con yeah. thing. And it's the same thing, but it's got the fully rendered version of Groot and uh, Rocket Raccoon Sweet. in it as well. So I'm so in the tank for how ridiculous that film's going to be. Yeah. Uh, also, DC films, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We're keeping it balanced in 2014. Yeah, exactly. The guy who's going to do the voice of Rocket Raccoon mm. is, uh, I can't think of his name. But I'm a little bit upset because he's the guy who plays the original husband or not husband, fiance in Wedding Crashes, which is one of my favourite movies. Mm. And in it, she's married or she's going to marry Zach and he's just an obnoxious, horrible ass face of a human being. <laughs> and so every time I see this guy in a movie, all I can think of is Zach. This terrible person. Yeah. And I read today raccoon. that he's going to be the voice of Rocky Raccoon. Uh, Rocket Raccoon. Rocky Raccoon. Rocky Raccoon, that's Rocket a whole different Raccoon. franchise. It is. I hope Paul Rudd is going to be Ant-Man. Yeah. That's very exciting. That is very exciting. I posted this on our Facebook page because I was just, I needed to share the excitements. It's just one of those like, that's a really good idea. Yep. I just, I'm really excited about that film now, just seeing that um, Edgar Wright's going to direct it and Paul Rudd's going to star in it. It's like when they announced who was directing and starring in Iron Man and I was like, done, Sold. finished. Give it to me now. 
stop writing those articles which is like, oh, reshoots, is it in trouble? Because I don't care. I mean, I'm done. Yep. And I'm the same with Ant-Man. Yeah. I think Ant-Man will be fun. Is it coming out this year or next year? Keeping uh, in mind that this year is 2014. Now. Oh, awkward January relearn. Yeah. It's always bad. I haven't signed anything yet, so I'm good. It's true. That's always the, the kicker. We've got some good movies coming out this year. I'm excited as, you know, somebody who lives their whole life from movie to movie. Well, as established. <laughs> what are we, so, we've got Captain America. Yeah, Winter Soldier. Which is exciting. Which I think is the first... That should be sewn. ...cap off the rank. Oh. That was awful. Oh. I'm, I want to cut that. That was... No, I, I, I'm confused. <laughs> we've got Captain America. We've got... Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Those are the two sort of big Marvel ones, aren't they? Yeah. I think everything else is next year. But then mm. we've also got... Oh, no. I think there's uh, new Spider-Mans this year. New Spider-Man and Days of Future Past. Yeah. We which, should talk about that. Because I know that you've me, been wanting to front up and... We watched the Days of Future Past trailer. Which is amazing. Which is incredible. Yeah. It looks very exciting. And I'm also just sidetracked, super excited that they announced... I've started to turn into you. I'm super excited. <laughs> That they've announced Fantastic. that there's going to be a follow-up, which is X-Men Apocalypse. And I've, I've read a treatment that was leaked online for it, and it sounds amazing. Really? Yeah. Is Apocalypse in it? He is. I'm in. And Magneto and the young, attractive Magneto, not uh, not old mate. Oh, yeah. Gandalf. Sex addict Magneto. Is. Yeah, that's the one. Solid. What's his name? Michael Fassabender. Roughly. <laughs> <laughs> We've discussed that it's one of those rare trailers that appears to transcend your understanding of what a movie could be. Yeah. I think you were pretty much offered to hook up with Brian Singer when we discussed it last time. Yeah, which, yeah. From yeah. what I know about Brian Singer, could be on the cards. Call me. Um, <laughs> and then we watched the Amazing Spider-Man 2 trailer. Yeah, which is... It looks really good. I was going to say arguably, but I'm just going to throw it out there. Definitively better than the X-Men one. And that's why you're n- not correct. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the Amazing Spider-Man 2 trailer looks really good. Yeah. And the the second trailer that's come out for that looks yep. even better. Yep. Uh, we watched that the other week and it's got some Spidey zingers in it and some like good old Peter Parker sarcasm. Yeah. And it looks awesome, but Days Man, of Future so Past what's, what's is like problem? next level stuff. But it's this so is so good. Oh, it's got t- Xavier v Xavier and time travel Wolverine and all the Magnetos. Okay. And um, Tyrion. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I get that. I'm not disputing that it's going to be awesome. But you are, though. I'm not. I'm not. I don't even know if it's going to be better. I just think it's a better trailer. It looks like it's going to be a better movie. Based solely on the trailer. I would just have to agree to disagree. Or we could agree that you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right. I think maybe what's let you down is that we didn't stay and watch the post-credits scene for Amazing (laughs) Spider-Man. And that's really where the whole thing's fallen down for you. I've apologised again and again for leaving in the middle of the credits. (laughs) But I had to get my photo taken. It's a long story, but there's nothing I can do about it now. This trailer, there's so much, and, and I think probably for both of them, there's so much jammed into a 30-second sort of slot. The Spider-Man one is cool in the sense that an Electro I can sort of take or leave. The way that they've done Rhino, and I've been very sceptical about Rhino, and then you see Paul Giamatti, mm-hmm. and it's the full hardcore armour, which I like that approach because it, it lends a bit more realism to it. But there's that scene where they're walking down the hall and you can see the vulture armour and the Dr. Octopus armour in the background as he's walking down and then Harry's there talking to Norman Osborn and they've got the whole Peter Parker spy parents thing going on. Mm-hmm. I just think it's building up to something that's going to be potentially even bigger than 
Days of Future Past. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> there was a story which was about spinning the Spider-Man movies up into a shared universe thing yeah. a la Marvel Comics. And they're going to make my Venom movie. They're going to make your Venom movie. Oh. They're going to have a Sinister Six film. They seem to be struggling with the fact that a Spider-Man universe only has one good guy in it. Yeah. What you get by having those extra villains is having sort of a launch pad for a Sinister Six film, mm. which may kind of work really well in the sense that you're not then trying to bring in all of these other characters into the Spider-Man movies. You still have them in the same universe. Uh, and then the third amazing Spider-Man movie, which I think they've already started work on. I would imagine. Uh, it, it doesn't have to have that saturation and you can do sort of things where you allude to the Sinister Six thing or... Yeah. How do you see the Sinister Six thing going? Do you want... Well, I'm intrigued. This one you have Electro... The Rhino mm. and the Green Goblin. Yep. Episode three, you could have the Vulture and Dr. Octopus. Well, see, I don't even think you need to do the Vulture and Dr. Octopus in a Spider-Man movie before you put them into a Sinister Six film. Because yeah, we've, we've, seen, we've seen the armour stuff in the and it's in the trailer, which is what makes the trailer superior to the X-Men trailer. Yeah. Um, oh, you just agreed. Asterix. <laughs> <laughs> But I've been watching the spectacular Spider-Man cartoon series that I've mentioned previously and I've got a hold of all of that now so I can watch it from the beginning. Yeah. And the introduction to the Vulture character takes about a minute at the start of the episode. Mm. And the other thing I really liked about this show is the origin story is told through a one-minute flashback and you just assume that you've got buy-in from the audience that, oh, he's Spider-Man and he's also Peter Parker. Why not just do that in a movie? Yeah, I, I think if you're going to have an ensemble type of thing, and like you said with Hawkeye, we saw sort of splashes of him in... I think he was, he was in Thor in, for like two minutes, where yeah. he's like, should I shoot this guy? No, I'll do nothing. Yeah, and even Black Widow, she did a bit more in, in Iron Man, but not heaps. And yeah. You just sort of go, oh, okay, we're on board with this. Put them not everyone the, needs their own. Put them in the film. And we're going to, don't forget, they're going to introduce Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch into Avengers 2. Maybe we'll see them in the next wave of movies. Maybe mm. we won't. Because, yeah, I mean, the Raimi Spider-Man films, I don't think think it's the only way to go in terms of the villain needs to have like a full buy-in into the film if you know what i mean like those movies belong to peter parker but like spider-man 2 for example yep spends about half its time establishing dr octopus and why you should care about him and that sort of thing yeah there is a i mean that's a really good approach if that's the film that you want to make but there are ways to handle super villains i think in just having them be yeah. super villains especially if you've got six of them my bigger question is in the sinister six movie what do you do who's the hero in that is it going to be spider-man or yeah do you have to introduce something else or how does it i don't think we've really had a villain focused movie before do you end up with the evil avengers film and they lose at the end because otherwise they've murdered spider-man yeah. is the audience going to cheer if they're like we murdered spider-man Hooray. Coming reboot next year. <laughs> I don't know. Do they fight a greater evil? Oh, one last thing while we're talking about, sort of on topic with what we've been discussing with the Marvel films. Holy shit, we're on topic for something? Yeah. Even my mum, oh, sorry, i got to interrupt you here. I was talking to my mum today and she listened to the New Year's Eve episode, I think she said. Yeah. And was just like, you just sort of rambled a bit at the end. <laughs> I was like, have you listened to other 14 yeah, episodes? No That's way. all we do. Because uh, you find it because you get... A, an episode that goes too long and I'm like, oh, I should cut out this. If I can find 20 minutes of like discussion that stands alone, <laughs> then we could move it to another episode. Yeah. Never happens because mm. it's always infested with like, <laughs> like callbacks. Yeah, it's a callback. <laughs> uh, anyway, Marvel, blah, blah, blah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We're on record having reviewed the first episode and saying, wow, whiz, bang, pow. That's a good episode. Worry, I'm, I'm not quite... 
I think I must be up to episode eight, which is I read the synopsis of the other day when I was flicking through and it said that it deals with the events of Thor, the Dark World. Yeah. So I was like, oh, sorry, did I say the Dark World? Sorry, Thor, Dark World. Uh, ten have come out, is that right? You've, and you've seen all of them? I think so. Yeah. Verdict? Shit ass. Yeah, I'm not, not impressed. So upset, man. Yeah. I don't know if it's almost good or if I'm entirely projecting it into the world. Like, <laughs> every time I finish it, I'm like, man, if they just changed a couple of things, it would be amazing and it's got so much potential. I don't know if it's got potential or if I just want it to be good that I'm just imagining. You're just out there with your polishing cloth and the turd. Just yeah. Going, I'll make this baby shine. Like, is it, is it a flawed thing that has the ability to get good in season three or is it just, like, structurally unsound? Uh, I, look, I think there's potential for it. It's, I think it's still early days and there's a lot that they're sort of trying to do. And I think it's a fair, like we were talking about before, I think it's a fairly sort of new concept to build a TV show that sort of plugs into these mm. movies like, like this is going to, which is quite different to the way, because I was thinking about this the other day, I thought Star Trek was the other example of this, but the Star Trek movies sort of almost stand in isolation to the TV show. Anyway, you can actually watch the Star Trek films without ever having seen the original series. Yeah. I'm not talking about the next gen movies. That's a whole different ball of snot. Mm. But, um, but it's always been show ends, movies, movies begin. Yeah. Uh, whereas this is sort of trying to do something a little bit different. So I think there's potential there. I just don't think they're realising it yeah. properly at the moment, which is disappointing. Um, but I'm going to give it a go. I, I've seen a lot of shows where they don't sort of really warm up to the second or third season. So yeah. maybe, fingers crossed, it'll be one of those. And they're going to make a couple more movies, so they have a bunch of money to set fire to. So <laughs> maybe, <laughs> well, maybe they'll like throw some of it at that. I'm always surprised by the show because I feel like it's broke a lot of the time because they're so like I'm so bored of their plane is one of my yeah, main aggravations. Yeah. Like I feel like part of the problem is that they're always in the plane and the plane is inherently just uninteresting because it's, it's kind of a stupid concept to always be on a plane. Yeah. You, would, you would not have a base on a plane. The shield helicarrier kind of makes sense because it's this huge command center that's floating around mm. it's cloaking device. But these guys are just always flying around in a normal black plane, yep. which is just dumb. And it's irresponsible government spending on <laughs> fuel and time <laughs> when they should just have a it. base on the ground and fly there in the plane. Yeah. And, and I don't know if you could make a base cooler than the plane. Yeah. I think you just got to have less time in a single location because it just, because yeah. there is interesting stuff in there. Like the characters are good, I think. Yep. They're kind of Josh Whedon-y and that like the sort of alpha male guy is the most boring one. And mm. the more you get along the spectrum to like zany chicks, the more thought has been put into them. Yeah. Uh, but the building blocks are good and the idea is sound, I still believe. It's just that the plane is boring <laughs> and each individual case of the week is somehow super boring as mm. well. I feel like there's corporate fingerprints all over it because I'm like... How do you write a show about the Marvel Universe and it's so boring? Yeah. I think they feel a little bit like if they throw the word Tesseract in once or twice, yeah. it'll be enough to keep people hanging on because, oh, maybe next week we'll get something cool. No, it's just a dude <laughs> with rollerblades. Well, this thing, I feel like there's a, they, must be, they must be going to Disney every week and being like, so can we use Baron Von Strucker? I'm like, nah, he might rock up in Captain America 3. Oh, okay. Can we use 
Heroes for Hire. No, we've just made a deal with Netflix to use them next year for an exclusive series, which, sidebar, looks amazing and it's going to be everything she should be. Yep. Uh, can we use the Shia? Nah, sorry, we sold that off with the X-Men. Okay. What about Galactus? Nah, we can't use that. That's with Fantastic Four. What about the Ultimate Universe version, Galactus, <laughs> which is actually a swarm of uh, like weird mechanical death beetles? Nah, we can't use that either. <laughs> okay, what about the new uh, like mixed-race Spider-Man from the Ultimate Universe? Nah, sorry, can't use that either. It's just okay. gone rollerblades for you. Yeah, we'll just use rollerblades again. <laughs> so... That's all I can imagine because there's so many toys to play with. Yeah. If you know what I mean? And it always ends up being some miscellaneous thing. And I won't spoil the Thor episode for you, but it's the best one, I think, okay. to my mind. Cool. We're going to watch the, that tonight. And the one after that is quite, I think, is good as well. Like the guy from the pilot comes back. Oh, cool. Um, but the Dark World one is good and I feel like it's good for the reasons I thought the show would be and that you can, like it says, we are dealing with the fallout of Thor Dark World. And you're like, mm. oh man, that'll be amazing. But it's really tangential. It just mm. goes into the, it doesn't go into the plot of the movie. It goes into the universe of the movie or something. And that's what I want, like sort of inventive, crazy stuff. But anyway, a bit dull so far. <laughs> <laughs> Got surprisingly animated about that. You did. Are we done? Forever. <laughs> no. I was just saying last night, I ho- like my <laughs> only New Year's thing is to keep this podcast going weekly. Yeah, no. Nah. I'm, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> You're done. It's literally day one. Seriously, I've finished Breaking Bad. I've got nothing in my life except this podcast now. Yeah. So, uh, I'm on board. Cool. I'm in the tank. Well, let's death spiral together, old chum. Kitty up. Hashtag 2014. <laughs> Let's start as you intend to finish with another <laughs> shit joke, JT. Uh, 